0: Thanks for joining us for Life Community Church. Well, good morning. (laughs) Um, My name is Liz and one of the pastors at uh, Life here if we haven't met yet. So good morning. I know it's cold outside. Um, Feeling fresh this morning, I'm sure. I have my long underwear on. So (laughs) it's the only way I can make it these days is always wearing two layers Um, because I am still reacclimating to Illinois weather. But, um, so we've been in this series, right? The Lord's Prayer, um, which is this ancient prayer we have um, from Jesus as a model when his disciples say, hey, Jesus, teach us how to pray. He's like, all right, and gives them this brilliant prayer as a model. Um, so it's a framework for us to align our hearts with, with God and living life with him. And we can use it in our daily life, right? It's 2000, over 2,000 years old, and it's still relevant today, which is just amazing. Um, so we're going to say it in, together here this morning as we start. Um and this is in the NLT version, so you have to pay attention because if you did memorize it, <laughs> it's like it's hard. My brain wants to go to a different line every time. Um, anyways, do you, do you guys have it up there on the slides? We can say it together. It's kind of small. Our Father in heaven, may Your name be kept holy. May Your kingdom come soon. May Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So that's Matthew 6, 9 through 13. So, you know, this prayer, we've been talking about how it draws us into this loving relationship with the Father and His The Father's presence and his character is to be honored and kept holy. Um, And it reveals this God who cares about our life, the daily things of our life. And he cares about establishing his good purposes on this earth, right? And he wants us to pray for our needs because he cares more than we even understand. He cares about the daily needs of his people. And now we are honing in on verses 8 and 9, where we're made aware of this heart posture that we're supposed to have of forgiveness, where we're receiving forgiveness and we are giving forgiveness. And I think that, you know, it can be uh, troubling and freeing all at the same time to have a heart posture of forgiveness um because it it means that we are going to mess up every single day this is a daily structure prayer right this is like a daily prayer so we're gonna need forgiveness every single day and we're gonna need to give forgiveness every single day um that we're supposed to have this heart posture of confessing and repenting because we're gonna need it but god isn't offended by um, the fact that we need it. He's not offended by how many times we're going to have to ask for forgiveness. That doesn't offend his heart. Um, I think more is that when we don't ask for it is where there's offense, because that breaks relationship. That breaks that connection with our Heavenly Father. And he wants us to be completely free so that we can... See breakthrough in our life and not say stay stuck by things like sin that clog that pipeline, right? It clogs the pipeline of relationship. Um, so Ephesians 4.30 says this, <clears throat> And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So this is like, don't take, don't take advantage, don't take for granted that you've been given this gift of salvation. It frees you. Don't take it for granted. Stay in step with your loving Father by by repenting, by staying in freedom with him, by confessing your sins. And it, it frees you to live like this. He's he has adopted you, he has stamped you, has, he has set you free. And when you when you aren't keeping in step with that, it does. It brings sorrow to the Holy Spirit because it clogs that pipeline of relationship. See, the kingdom of God is about right relationship, right? It's right relationship between us and God and right relationship between one another. And the way of forgiving keeps those. Those lines free. Um, so, you know, in part of this translation where it says, um, you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have. How does it go? <laughs> forgive us our debtors, right? So that implies that there's some kind of debt, right? Oh, maybe you've memorized it in that version. There's the trespasses version, there's the sin version, there's the debt version. They're all saying the same thing. Um, it implies that, you know, we have a debt to owe called sin, and people owe us a debt called sin. And that is, can be a heavy debt to pay. Um, have, you, have you guys ever seen uh, the Dave Ramsey um, debt-free Screen videos? <laughs> okay, so uh, Dave Ramsey's this financial guy um, who has programs to help people get debt free. So he helps them stick to a budget and a timeline and then that way they can get debt free and build financial wealth. Okay, that's all, that's his, his whole program. Um, and the, you can go On his website and schedule your debt-free are you saying that I'm not I'm not on you can go and schedule your debt-free scream okay and um, he interviews the people that have these stories and and they're you know they they draw you in usually they have some kind of storyline or maybe they lost their spouse and this was their goal to become debt-free, right? And so they might have tragedy or loss or whatever kind of hurdles in their story and you're drawn into this story and as he's interviewing them, then you get to the very end and they count down and they scream out, we're debt-free. And I like, Woo! <laughs> as I'm watching, they're inspirational, right? It almost makes me like wanna pay off my house but then I think, oh, no, I don't know about that. Um, so, on his website, there are like the top 10 screen videos and so I'm going to show you in a minute, Dan is saying, I think, I think he's trying to communicate to me, that I don't have the video. <laughs> okay. So, there's there is a woman that I was going to show you with her little daughter and Um, She went to Baylor University, became a nurse, and she's a single mom, and she had $60,000 of debt, and she uh, heard about Dave Ramsey, decided to follow his program, and she had to pick up as many shifts as she could at the hospital to try to make it, you know, to pay off this debt. And um, he's interviewing her, uh, and she gets to this moment where she feels very tearful because she said, you know, there was a village of people that had to help her do this, right? There was a village of single moms that had to help watch her five-year-old daughter, um, other family members. And she remembers, like, a moment where she she called her daughter to say goodnight on the phone, and her daughter... Um, was saying, Mom, I miss you. And, you know, she just had this tearful breakdown moment where she was like, I'm not, I was questioning if it was really worth it, you know, missing those times, tucking my daughter in, missing those meals. Um, but she said, you know, it was a short-term loss for this long-term gain. So she pushed through those long hours and she made it. She paid off 60, 66000 Dollars of debt in three and a half years. So it's her and her daughter on stage, and they do the five, four, three, two, one countdown, and they scream, We're dead free! Right? And you just feel, you feel everything in their story like the weight lifted off of them, the fact that they overcame this obstacle, and now they were able to enter into such freedom from. That debt. So go and Google one of those videos, and you'll feel like you'll you'll get sucked in. Um, But there's so much relief in 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 them doing that and and screaming, "We're debt free!" And I think about you know what if we could feel that same release when we look at our Savior, when we look at the crucified Jesus and what He did on the cross, and then we look at the resurrected. Jesus, who brings us freedom and victory. And we can yell out from our guts, we are debt free. We are debt free from the sin um, burden that we owe and the sin burden that other people owe us. We are no longer held captive by those things. Um, 1 John 1 8 through 10 says this. If we claim that we're free of sin, we're only fooling ourselves. A claim like that is inerrant nonsense. On the other hand, if we admit our sins, simply come clean about them, he won't let us down. He'll be true to himself. He'll forgive our sins and purge us from all wrongdoing. Jesus forgives all our sin. We are debt-free when we come to him with our lives. But he doesn't just forgive our sin, then he purges us of it. Like he uproots the things that hold us captive. The power that, that sin has on our life, he breaks it. And it's almost like we we're released from that debt, right? We're released and forgiven. And then we get to release others and forgive them because debt is really a bondage, okay? And it has real consequences in our lives. But but acknowledging it, confessing it, we're able to release something in heaven that sets us free. It's almost it's like this transaction that we can't even quite comprehend because it's it's supernatural. It's something it's a transaction that happens between us and God through the sacrifice of Jesus. So forgiveness is all about just this release from bondage, that we get freedom to move from bondage to forgiveness. When we come to know Jesus as our Savior, the the scripture says to repent and believe, right? That's the way into a relationship with the Savior. But it's also the way on in a relationship with, with God because of that pipeline of relationship, right? right relationship between us and God, right relationship between one another, the way of the kingdom. Um, so re- repenting and believing is this transaction that we give Jesus our life. And in turn, we get his. We get to turn in our, our, our sin and our mess and the things that we can't do anything about. And he gives us real life and forgiveness in exchange. It's it's this transaction. So when we say yes to Jesus as our Savior, we get full forgiveness. We get forgiveness for today's sins. We get forgiveness for yesterday's sins. We get forgiveness for our future sins. We get full forgiveness, okay? Um, So the question could be like, so why do we have to continue asking for forgiveness? Right? That's this prayer is a daily prayer where we have to where, where it's inviting us to say God forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And it's because God is a relational God. And we might already be forgiven in totality, but he wants ongoing fellowship with us. Where there's nothing clogging the pipeline of that relationship, and he's all about that. Um, and you know, you know what it's like to have a little, a little unforgiveness in a relationship, right? That that clogs that pipeline, and it's the same with the Lord. He wants us to be in a free relationship with Him. That Jesus ultimately made the sacrifice for us on the cross, taking our place paying the debt that we owe so that we can be debt free. It's a complete gift of salvation. It's done. But we have the ongoing relationship with Jesus where we get to continually live debt free in the power of the Holy Spirit as we confess and repent and believe in that there's newness and freshness every day. Um, in 1 John 5 through 10, it says this. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you that God is light and is and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we're living in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It's the fellowship that we have with God. Um, and we get to live with Jesus in the light. God is light, and we get to live with him in the light, but we can't pretend that there's, there's stuff holding us back. We, okay, okay, God, there's these things holding me back. I confess them to you And now I live in your light. It's this ongoing work that the prayer, um, the Lord's prayer is inviting us to. That when we repent of our sin, we're saying, okay, I'm turning away from this and I'm going to go towards your embrace, Jesus. And I want to live in close relationship with you. I want to say no to this thing that's holding me back, that's keeping me stuck. And it's this practice and habit of receiving fresh forgiveness so that we don't have to live in shame, we don't have to hide, we don't have to carry these burdens with us. We don't have to blame our behavior like on our stories or our brokenness. We can just say, God, I don't know how to deal with this mess. Please untangle it for me. I wanna live with you in the light once again. And he says, okay. It's a supernatural transaction where I, I break that power over you and I give you my freedom And I give you my Holy Spirit to live in freedom and truth again today. Where we're released and forgiven. And then the second part, to release and forgive other people. So, we know, we're talking about this debt, right? That we owe a debt, but other people owe us a debt. That's, That's what happens when other people sin against us. They take something from us, okay? And it's, it's real, it's pain. It sometimes can be lifelong things that people have taken from us. You know, uh, maybe it's like a, it's security or a dream or a marriage or something tangible that somebody took from you because of the sin that they committed against you. So sometimes we can walk around with that wound our whole life. You know, where we're wounded people with that pain and loss inside of us, whatever has been taken from us. Um, and sometimes we don't even know that it's happening, you know? Um, but we can notice it in our emotions and our behaviors. You know, sometimes when you like overreact to something <laughs> and then you feel kind of embarrassed that you overreacted and you realize like if you, if you, t- like peel it back a few layers, you realize, oh, I think that person just triggered this or opened this wound for me. And it wasn't really necessarily about what they did, but it's about this other thing that I feel like like everybody just kind of owes me this thing because it was what was taken from you because of a, another situation. Um, so sometimes that can be a clue. Emotional reactions, emotional responses, our behavior can can be a clue to what we feel like is that, that one thing that we really aren't um, forgiving somebody about, because it's hard and it's painful. Now, forgiveness, um, it starts as a choice, but it's more than a choice. You have to bring your heart along, too. But it starts as a choice, because you don't ever really feel like forgiving. You just don't, right? Because we have a strong sense of justice. That thing that was done to me was wrong. I don't ever feel like forgiving it. And it's true. That person doesn't doesn't deserve you to wipe their debt clean. But when we think about forgiveness, we don't think about forgiveness in terms of, Do I want to forgive based on what that person did to me? Because you'll never feel like it. Instead, you think about forgiveness in light of the cross of what you have been forgiven. And in that way, we are able to say, I am debt free. So I'm going to turn around and give this gift to somebody else and to yourself, really. Colossians 3.13 says, make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you so you must forgive others. It is the way of Jesus to forgive others. It is the life that he has modeled for us and actually lived and is calling us to. He says, you know, don't Treat other people the way those people treat you. Treat other people the way your heavenly Father treats you. People don't deserve you to be forgive their debt to be forgiven. We don't deserve our debt to be forgiven. Those debts are painful and real. But but he's talking about releasing and extending this forgiveness for our own sake of uprooting anger and bitterness in our own lives. Because the anger and the bitterness will hold us captive for years upon years upon years. So the gift that you've been given of canceled debt, you turn around and give to other people again and again and again. And and we can do this as a daily practice, but some of us might need to do it um, kind of as, as like, past unforgiveness that we haven't ever dealt with, OK? So I'm going to give you, as we're um, kind of wrapping up here, a quick process of how to, how to complete the cycle of forgiveness. And this is specifically from Andy Stanley. He's a pastor and an author. Um, and he wrote this great book called Enemies of the Heart. And in it, he talks about completing the cycle of forgiveness. And I think this is just a, a brilliant process. So first, he says, identify who you are angry with. Identify the person that you need to forgive, okay? Um, and you might you might make a list of, of lots of people, <laughs> you know? Um, or you might just focus on one person. But make a list of the people who have either hurt you or mistreated you or taken advantage of you. You can go back as far as you like in your life. You can go back to a person that is no longer living, okay? Identify a person you are angry with. And just because maybe you think that like, oh, I've put that behind me, that's so far, in the past, it doesn't really bother me anymore. That doesn't mean you've actually forgiven them. So identify who you're angry with and this process will help uproot um, that junk that's holding you back about that person. Okay, so once you make a list of who you're angry with, then step two is um, to determine what those people or that person owe you. Determine what that person owes you. Okay, so a lot of us might skip this step. We might forgive generally, like, oh yes, I forgive that person that did blank, but we don't actually get to the specifics. So determine exactly what the debt is owed to you. What have they done that what did they take from you, right? So they might have done X, Y, or Z, but that translated into taking what from you. So it might be money, time, a job, an opportunity, um, a chapter of your life. Uh, it it could be. Um, Your reputation, your self-worth, anything like that. What did they take from you? Not specifically what they did, but what did they take from you? What's the debt owed? What would you want to be returned to you? You can't cancel a debt if you haven't clearly identified it. So, who are you angry with? Determine what that person owes you. Third, you have to determine to cancel the debt. You have to decide to cancel that debt. Whatever debt you identified, the third step is to cancel it. So this is where it's a decision that the offending person no longer owes you this thing. And you're releasing that person to God. They are now in his hands and he will take care of the justice owed to you. And that debt is no longer um, needs to be paid back to you. And this may be something that you just make a decision in your heart between you and God, but it also could be something that you write out and you mark it and you burn it or you bury it or you do something physical that kind of goes through that experience of, like, I am canceling this debt. It is final. Um, Now, for more daily debts, like, we're talking about this daily prayer of, like, okay, Lord, you forgive me. I'm going to turn and forgive other people. There's so many daily uh, things that people owe us, frustrations that come up, right? Daily offenses. Um, So you can take a a quick first A quicker process on this right Uh, but it's something like this you might say um, you know Heavenly Father and you want to name the person blank and describe what they've taken from you blank has taken this from me and I have held on to this debt long enough so just as you forgave me I forgive blank you just pray out that in your daily prayer Now this is a transaction between you and God. It's the supernatural transaction that takes place. You give him the debt, he cancels it and sets you free. You don't necessarily take this to the person and say, I've forgiven you, right? Because they might not even know that they owed you that debt or the person might not even be alive. Unless they ask for forgiveness, this is a transaction that's just between you and God so that you can live debt free. Now the fourth thing would be to dismiss the case. You've identified it, the person, you've identified what they owe you, you canceled the debt, now you're dismissing the case. So forgiveness does not erase memories or emotions. That's why it's so hard, right? Because you're like, but I still feel this thing. I still feel triggered or I still remember this thing. And that's okay. When those memories um, or emotions get triggered, you can stop and you can remember those things. You can even feel the emotions. But then you make the choice to not reopen the case, that you restate your decision that you have canceled this debt and you have given it to God. They don't owe you because you're in the good care of your heavenly Father. You are debt-free thanks to what Jesus did for us. We are able to live debt-free between our relationship and him and our relationship and other people. You might not have a relationship with somebody that has offended you or hurt you, but you can still live debt-free with them and live in this this heart posture of forgiveness. That is the way that God has shown us. So I just have two practical tips for you this week, which I pretty much went over one of them. But um, the first would be to review your day, right? This is the, the Lord's Prayer. It's a daily kind of like, I feel like the, the Lord's Prayer already is a daily review in a sense. It's almost, it's like an examine, like, okay, Heavenly Father, here you are, here's your place, here's your kingdom, here's my needs. You know, it already kind of is that for me. Um, so when you get to the part about confessing, forgiving your sins, you just you can ask these simple questions to, to yourself. Um, God, where have I worked with you today? Where have I worked against you or without you or not followed you? And as the Holy Spirit brings those things up, that's where you can ask for that daily forgiveness. Um, I give you blank. You know, I don't have the power to fix or change this behavior, this addiction, this brokenness. I give it to you, Jesus. Forgive me and set me free from the power of blank. That's just a daily review and that's the daily transaction that's available for us. You don't have the power to fix it, but you do have a relationship with Jesus who sets you free. So review your day within the Lord's Prayer. And the second one is completing the cycle of forgiveness for other people, all right? Maybe this is a longer process And maybe it's a a simple process. But these four steps, I think, could be life-changing if you used them with the people that you feel like owe you something because they've taken something. And I think it's a beautiful healing process that the Lord offers us that we get this supernatural transaction. Um. So would you pray with me? Jesus, we are, we are so thankful that you. you've just set up relationship with you like this, that forgiveness is available every single day to us. You've given us forgiveness for our whole lives, but you also give us daily forgiveness because you know we need it. And I pray that you would give us strength and courage, and power from your Holy Spirit to give that to other people so that we can truly live debt-free. We can truly live free of the things that hold us captive. We can live free in your forgiveness. We can offer your forgiveness. And we can live in your light and your love. God, we love you, and we want to enjoy your presence now. So we ask that you would come and meet us exactly where we are in our hearts as we worship you, Lord Jesus. Amen. At Life Community Church, we want you to experience the powerful, life-changing love of God. To learn more, go to lifemuhammad.org.